Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We got our regular brothers in farms. Just kidding, arms. We got uh, myself, Avery, and we got our boy, Connor Peck. How's it going? And uh, we are missing one guy today, but luckily he's able to tune in via Zoom. I think our, he's in Sweet Home, Alabama. Sweet Home, Alabama. He's over there with the Roll Tide, Nick Saban. Uh, Jacob Miller, our host. Say what's up, Jake. <laughs> what's up, what's up? So, fun fact, you were talking about Alabama. There is a ice cream shop right outside of here that's called Sweet Cone, Alabama. And so when you said Sweet Home, Alabama, I thought it was kind of funny because, dude, Sweet Cone, Alabama, we had it last night. Bro, pretty fire. Pretty fire. Is it a uh, like a homegrown thing, not like a chain or anything? I don't think it's a chain. Um, it, was, it was a nice... Nice little spot. It, it reminded me a lot of Jenny's. I don't. I don't know how many of you are native Charlotte Charlotteans. I've, I've been to uh, Jenny's. Uh, yeah, Jenny's is a spot in Charlotte. Um, I think it's actually a chain from like because I know I had one in Nashville, um, but it, it reminded me a lot of Jenny's. But it was pretty solid. Word. It was pretty solid. Just trying to trying to enjoy the last little bit of vacation. Um, was in Chicago with Connor last week, and then um, was in. Uh, Alabama right off the Gulf of Mexico this week. So trying to get every little bit of summer vacation I got left. Heck yeah. So how was y'all's trip to Chicago? Like It was nice. Jacob was right. We watched the Cubs uh, play with none of their players. <laughs> Who did play? Was Hayward playing? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, no. No. Uh, Hayward was not playing. Wilson Contreras was not playing. We had like two guys who was making their MLB debuts that night. Mm. Um, it was not um, – it was not the usual cast that I'm usually used to seeing for the Cubs. Um, even the people who were there, like Jason Hayward, like uh, Wilson Contreras, they just weren't playing for some reason. Um, I don't know why they weren't playing, but uh, it, it got it was kind of sad because we it was a really good game at the end, but because of a flight, we had to leave in the seventh inning, and it actually went into extra in, extra innings. Dang. So we, we we weren't able to, to see it. Who who see it all the even I know Wrigley is like a classic American ballpark, but how nice is the White Sox ballpark? So I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought the White Sox ballpark as a whole was kinda lackluster in just initial appearance. Um Connor can definitely tell you like the atmosphere is way different than Wrigley. Uh, you kind of in the White Sox stadium, you kind of got that like really younger kind of frat boy vibe, and it was kind of rowdy. Um, it, it was actually pretty fun. Um, but the White Sox at themselves, the stadium, it didn't have any like physical features that made them stand out, like the Wrigley Field, their Ivy, the the Fenway Park. They have the Green Monster, um, even. You look at, like, the Angel Stadium, they have the rocks in the back. Yeah, they don't um, have, like, a... White Sox, the White Sox really didn't have anything. They have, like, lollipops in the back. I, I don't know if they're actually lollipops, but they look like lollipops. Um, but I thought the, the White Sox game was really fun. Wrigley Field is a classic. Um, but I tell you what, I, I, was telling, I was telling Connor, like, Wrigley Field shows its age. Like, you can see that Wrigley Field has been around for... 100 and 110 years I think it is because I think the first year that they were invented or came to be was in like 1914 Dang. and you can see you can see like all types of wiring and 
in, uh, insulation and all that kind of stuff at Wrigley. It was a, it was definitely a nice stadium, definitely an American staple, but you can see the age on it. Yeah. And Fenway Park's kind of the same way. Heck yeah. So, uh, speaking of being out of town, let's talk about the MLB trade deadline that we missed last week because, well, we were out of town. We took a week off and, um, well, let's let's hear your thoughts on the Cubs uh, in the Nationals fire sale and how the Dodgers just keep getting richer. So um, we're gonna get take it one step at a time because the Dodgers, I will go off like I've done <laughs> many times before. Um, but I thought the Nationals, I thought that the Nationals and the Cubs were kind of in the same spot. Of they were very mediocre teams. Um, the Cubs, they couldn't recapture that glory from the 2016 season. Um, and I think what happened was is two, three years in a row, um, they had got bounced in the wild card round. And so I think that they got tired of just reading around, hoping that it would get better when I don't think that it ever was. Um, I said on the podcast that they were probably going to have a fire sale. Um, Chris Bryant, his contract was up this upcoming year. Um, Javi Baez, his contracts up this upcoming year. Um, and it's one of those things where I don't think – I think that it's going to be like a hornet syndrome where we were going to be middle of the road for the next couple of years. And so you might as well try to sell them off while you got them. Um, and, yes, it sucks because it's, this was the, the end of the end of that 2016 World Series team. Like Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, um, Craig Kimbrell got traded to the White Sox. Um, it was sad to see just as a Cubs fan – but I think that it was the best thing to do as an organization. Um, I think that we got some good prospects in return. Um, I, there's a guy who also got traded to the White Sox. His name is Ryan Terrain, I think. Um, and he is a really good guy. Um, I think that he's in a good spot for the organization. Um, but I think overall, we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Um, we got some good prospects in return. The Nationals, they were in the same similar spot. Max Scherzer was kind of coming to near nearing the end of his deal. Trey Turner was nearing the end of his deal. Um, I didn't think that they were going to do as big of a fire sale as they did. Like, I think that all told, the Cubs traded away like nine people, um, and the Nationals traded away like eight people. Um, and so the trade deadline, the, the Cubs and the Nationals were definitely the biggest sellers. Um, but the Yankees, which I said on the last podcast we had, were the biggest buyers. They got the Anthony Rizzo. They got Joey Gallo. They got another pitcher to kind of shore up that rotation. Um, and and so I think it was good for the Yankees just because their championship window is running out. Um, and especially how like hard the AL East is. You got the Blue Jays, you got the Red Sox, and you got the Rays who are all fighting for that top of the AL East spot. And the Red Sox. Um, down to it there's only two wild card spots so at maximum only three ALA's teams can get it um and I think the Yankees knew that the Yankees knew that they were going to be competitive um and so I think that overall I think the Yankees were the big winners of this um but it's one of those things where we've said this for years past like the Yankees have all the talent they have the Aaron Judges they have the Anthony Rizzo's now um, but can they put it all together? I mean, we talked about how the Yankees were going to be great when John Carlos joined them in 2017, but they still haven't won a championship. So um, I think the Yankees are feeling the pressure. 
Um, and they were ready to sell everything in order to get to try to deliver that championship. Um, but to I, answer your question about the Dodgers thing, I'm tired and I'm, I'm going to go on a rant and I, I know that I usually go on these rants. It's all good. I'm tired of MLB. I'm tired of the MLB time after time after time, just letting the rich get richer. And I know that the Dodgers of the Dodgers of the world, the Yankees of the world, the Red Sox of the world, they have a big market team. And so they're able to afford more things. Um, but I, don't, I just don't think that it's fair that the Dodgers now have $270 million on their salary, whereas the league average is over $160 million. The lowest is the Cleveland Indians, a.k.a. the Cleveland Guardians in the future, which they have $40 million. About So, like, we're talking about the, the Dodgers having $240 million, the Cleveland Guardians or the Cleveland Indians having $40 million, and I just think that we're talking about $200 million difference between the top and the bottom. Whereas if you look at the, if, if you look at NFL, the top is like, I think it's the Cleveland Browns or I, I can't remember exactly who it is, but I think it's like 190 something million. Whereas the Panthers are dead last with 150 million. Really? So there's only like a $40 million gap between yeah. the top, between the first and the last. Whereas like in the MLB, it keeps, like you got, 270 million 260 million whatever it is and then you got the cleveland indians cleveland guardians who are at 45 million 50 million and i'm not saying that the cleveland guardians i think that there should be as well as there should be a cap there should be a league minimum where you have to spend a hundred million dollars um or something like that that would make things a little bit more interesting but i'm tired of just trey turner max scherzer trevor bauer I mean, we're talking about Mookie Betts. We're talking about Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Kenley Jansen. We're talking about these super teams that have formed in the NL West with the Dodgers. And I just don't think that it's fair to baseball. I'm tired of no caps and these big name teams. And I don't, like I said, I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I don't know whether it will ever change. Um, baseball is a game of tradition. And so baseball. They've been doing the same thing that this kind of thing has been going on for years now. Um, and I don't think that it's ever going to change, which sucks. But I'm tired of the the Dodgers just keep getting richer. They got Max Scherzer. They got Trey Turner. They already had Corey Seager at shortstop. I mean, they literally have the definition of the Toon Squad. Yeah. Like, this is baseball. Yeah, they squad. got pool holes, too. Yeah, they got pool holes. Which, like, I know he's old, but used to be. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who has six hundred and seventy six six home runs or something like that. So I mean, he is he is the pinnacle of leadership. I mean, he was a leader when he was on the Cardinals. He was a leader when he was on the Angels. Um, and now, not only do they get a power bat in pools, but they also get leadership as well and experience. So um, I, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Um, I'm tired of seeing it, and I hope that they change it. I don't think that they ever will, but I'm tired of the Dodgers get, keep getting richer. Um, and and I know that that's your team, Avery, but I ha- one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast this week is because I wanted to get that off my chest. It had been on my chest for about two weeks now, and I had to get it off. So no, I, mean, I got it off. I'm glad that I did. And go ahead. What, what no, no, it's, it's, it's fair. And I just recently started liking them because I used to like St. Louis because of Pujols. And then I started really enjoying watching Mookie, but I hated the Red Sox. So I kind of followed Mookie. 
And then they got my favorite pitcher and Max Scherzer. So, like, I agree with you that it's crazy. But, like, it is kind of nice having, like, my two favorite players or three favorite players on the same team. <laughs> yeah, for, from a, a strictly fan perspective, I think that it's, like, for you, I don't blame you at all because I think that that would be – I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Max Scherzer being your favorite pitcher, Albert Pujols being your favorite player, Mookie being your third, probably your third favorite player. Um, and so having all those on one team, especially when you're a Dodgers fan to begin with, but I, I don't blame you at all. I just, I, I just don't like this idea of I feel like it morphs the game. Yeah. Where the little guys usually can't get there. The usually the little guys, the Astros, the the Athletics, the whatever you want to, whatever team you want to put in the place there, the small market team, the Diamondbacks, they can't afford to get these guys. Um, but these Dodgers, the the Yankees, they can, and so I just don't think it's fair. Yeah. Um, but that's all I gotta say about that. Um, but yeah, that's I, I hate I hate it for MLB because I I love the sport and I think that the sport can do so much. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So on from uh, trade deadlines and MLB, let's go on to NBA free agency. It was kind of a frenzy. Any any thoughts on any of the big names and where they move to? The Lakers better win. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the Lakers, if they don't win, they have to make it to the finals because um, I think that, in my opinion, I think they're trying to do like what the Warriors did, just have like an absolute beefy starting lineup. But I think my issue is can they stay healthy? Uh, Russell Westbrook, I think, is a great addition because – LeBron and AD can take days off, but Russell's just going to keep playing. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's just – I think at this point the Lakers are just in a win-now mode. Like, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do once LeBron leaves. Um, So, I think they were, I guess, the biggest winners in free agency. I mean, they're – I mean, that's about it really for, for my opinions about basketball. I mean, dog. I mean, hopefully, you know, I'm me being from Charlotte and me hoping that Kimba, Kimba Walker, the best at OKC. Um, I didn't like the moves the Hornets made by giving up. Uh, dang, who did we give up? It wasn't Malik Monk. It was uh, Miles Bridges, right? I think. No, who did the Hornets Monk give up? Is, is on the um, Malik Monk Dickinson. Yeah, Malik Monk. He, yeah, Malik Monk to the Lakers. Yeah. No, he was actually a free agent. He he yeah. signed. He he, he signed went with to the Lakers. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we'll see how the Hornets do, but I think this year the Lakers got to win. Like if LeBron wins his fifth championship with them, yeah. then and then the Lakers also got uh, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk. Um, they got another kind of big name or notable. Well, player. Uh, they got uh, who's back? Super, back? Yeah, Superman. Yeah, Dwight Howard, which is a key part of that bubble championship um some other notable free agents uh the heat got kyle lowry in a sign and trade which kind of gives them much needed leadership and veteran point guard play not that Drogic wasn't a bad point guard or a good point guard he just I, I, to, to what you're saying avery i think that that was like Drogic wasn't a, a bad one but kyle lowry is arguably top seven point guards in the league um, and so having him at the number one spot to compliment Jimmy Butler, to compliment Bam, um, they, they're growing a big three in their own right. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, the Knicks got Kemba Walker, so Kemba's back home in New York, 
where he grew up, where he hit that iconic uh, step back UConn jumper in the tournament. So he's getting to play in his hometown, which is good for him. He's always talked about it ever since he played in Charlotte. He always loved going back to uh, Madison Square Garden and playing. Um, Luca signed a super max deal, $207 million with the Mavericks right after losing to France in the Olympics. Tell me this. I don't want to switch to Olympics. But how is Luka Doncic going to let Nick Batum block him for a game winner? I'm dead. Not Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Batum. I, so, I, I want – so, uh, yeah, it's – honestly, I'm more impressed than anything with how Luka did because, like, Slovenia was such a an underdog story and you really only had Luka on that team. Um, and so having them go from – like pretty much out of nowhere, I think they went sixteen and zero with Luca. Yeah, and make, make it to the fourth place or third place or whatever it is. Yeah, it was incredible. I think they it was almost, my bad. So that would have been an incredible story. I um, yeah, I was gonna say I think it was Slovenia's first appearance in like thirty years or something. Yeah. Or ever. It's one of those. It's either a long time or ever. But um, I was going to say back to the NBA free agency. Um, Dennis Schroeder just signed with the Celtics on a one-year deal. Uh, Lonzo Ball got traded to the Bulls. Um, who else got traded to the Bulls? So, so, I won't. Before, so Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan, they signed with the Bulls. We'll talk about that in a second. But did y'all hear about this whole Dennis Schroeder situation? Of in February, he like turned down like eighty-one million dollars or something like that. Jeez. It was like a four-year, eighty-one million dollar deal. Um, it was going to come out to be like twenty million a year or something like that. But he turned it down because he thought that he was worth more on the market, um, and so he thought he was going to be able to get like twenty-four, twenty-five, thirty million dollars a year. But in actuality. He wasn't as good as he thought he was. And he got a one-year deal. Yeah, it was a one-year, I think it was $8 million deal with the Celtics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of just crazy to me just because he turned down that big money from the Lakers um, because he thought that he was worth more. And then he gets almost a third of what he thought he was worth or uh, Mm -hmm. honestly probably a quarter of what he thought he was worth. I mean, I guess I would understand if he played like Reggie Jackson, but dude kind of disappeared at the end of the season for the Lakers. Um, now, let me ask you this real quick before we kind of move on. We were talking about the Lakers a little earlier. Do you think since they got the Carmelo Anthony, since they got, um, since they have now Russell Westbrook, the Lakers, if they don't win, and I know that there's a lot of questions surrounding whether they're going to stay healthy, whether they're too old, because I think the average age of the Lakers is like 33. Um, but if the Lakers somehow don't win, does this tarnish LeBron's legacy? Do you think that, I mean, a lot of people would argue that he's number one, but without this win, without winning his fifth with this Lakers team, which has Russell Westbrook, which has Carmelo Anthony, which is, I think, like number 12 on the all-time scoring list, without Anthony Davis, with like all these people who are on this team, if they lose... Do you think that he's in the conversation of GOAT anymore? Does this just kind of knock him back in, in terms of legacy? No, because I think his age is a big factor in this. Like, 
I don't know how old Michael was when he retired, but we don't talk about Michael's time at the Wizards. It was awful. I mean, it, it, they were terrible. I mean, he tried to be a GM and came in and played, and they didn't go anywhere, and he quit after year one. Um, I don't know how many years he played with the Wizards. I think it was only one year, was, right, that he played. two or three, I believe. He played two or three years? He played till he was like 42. How many? How many? Well, I know that he came on as like an executor or something with the Wizards, and then he came out of retirement to play with them. Yeah, he um, he played like two years. Like we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't talk about his time with the Wizards. We just remember the Bulls era. Yeah. So like, I think at a certain point, you got to give him credit for building a team. He got Russell Westbrook there, which they didn't really do it for that much. They got Carmelo Anthony. He, yeah, last year was rough. I mean, they both got injured, but. No, I mean, he's, what, second on the all-time scoring list, most playoff victories of all time, like, most playoff minutes of all time, most points in the playoffs of all time. Like, yeah, I mean, if his his career doesn't end that great, what are we going to talk about here? We can talk about, like, his Miami Heat dragging Cleveland for all these years. Like, I don't. I don't think it tarnishes his legacy. No, I think the only way he tarnishes his legacy is if, like— They don't make the playoffs. Like, he quits, like, halfway <laughs> yeah. through the season. Like, you know, the fact that he's still playing at his age. Yeah. Didn't take three years off to play baseball or allegedly gambling. Um, you know, <laughs> well, we'll see. I uh, mean, at the same time, like, I think people are quick. I think people are very quick to forget these days. Like, mm-hmm. older generations remember the past. They'll always remember Dan Marino or how great uh, Brett Favre was, blah, blah, blah. The game isn't the same since then. And I think my our generation is quick to find the next big thing like oh mm-hmm. luca's great and then like zion is going to be the next greatest thing of all time and like we're very quick to label things in basketball so like i think people should just shut up and enjoy what they have like it, yeah it's it's you yeah. might be watching lebron's last years yeah enjoy the ride like you know if you don't like the lakers and them building a super team makes sense but i think that's one of my problems i have with sports these days is the fact that like yeah it's great i hope zion is what he delivers to be and i think the league's in good hands with him and luca and Giannis. but i'm sort of tired of this legacy question like lebron is one of the greatest He's players to ever play to prove like what do you like it, let's say he wins no one's gonna change their mind whether he's better than jordan yeah. nobody maybe there's those a couple i know a couple people on the fence but like I don't think you're going to convince any old heads that he's not like yeah. LeBron can win the next three championships in a row mm-hmm. and nobody's going to care yeah, because f- it's like, oh, he needed help. And they're always given excuses. Kobe won three in a row mm-hmm. and people go, he had Shaq. And it's yeah. like, well, Michael had Scotty. Like, yeah, we, we, I think it's we make up different arguments. To yeah. I think people. it's, I think at this point, I'm just happy that like, he got that team, and if he wins again, that's great because he won in the bubble. And people are like, yeah, he had like a three-month break, like blah, blah, blah. And I go like, bro, championship's championship. Yeah. Now, I think they had somewhat of a help. Yes, Anthony Davis is fragile. They had a better team that year than they did last year. Yeah, too. So, and, and the Suns went all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like the Suns were a pushover. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they got beat by the Bucks, but it wasn't like the Suns got bounced next round. Like yeah. the Suns b- beat everybody else. So, yes, I think that's a consultation prize for the Lakers of, like, you lost to the best team in the West. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they played the Mavericks, lost, Mavericks gets bounced next game. Like, yes, I think it would have been a little bit better if I wanted the Suns to win, but it's like, what do you, like, if it's like me losing a boxing match to, like, Floyd Mayweather. It's like, well, I lost to one of the greatest, like, 
at that time the greatest team or like yeah. one of the best and it's like you know yeah like like what you said they're gonna always hold them to that standard no matter what and i think it's like all these dudes are vets they've always talked about playing together before so why not do it and see what happens bro at this point i think it's like the baseball thing mm-hmm. it's like it's a miracle that the lakers can do it with the salary cap yeah they barely have any money yeah like they made it work it's like this cap foo that they're doing in football yeah the cap's like, a myth and at a certain point to go back to the Dodgers question, the Dodgers built a team. They can afford to do it. Why not? Because yeah. for me, as being someone of a much lighter baseball fan, yeah, I can see that pisses me off if, like, we didn't have a salary cap and the Cowboys were able to recruit every team. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, baseball is one of those sports where it's like – like, baseball and foot, baseball and basketball are those sports where I go, like, any moment a team can become – like, click. Like, nobody thought the Suns – we're going to do anything. And yeah. then they have this run. Nobody thought the Bucks were going to do anything. They don't have a super team. They don't. They have Giannis or whatever. Yeah, he's great. Chris Middleton's all right. They won. And I think baseball's the same way. Look at Tampa Bay. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. That they went all the way to the finals with one of those lowest salary cap rosters. They, uh, the thing about the – not to, like, interrupt or anything. No, go ahead. That's, the, I the went main, on a tangent. No, you're good. The main difference between that is the Dodgers have, like, all the big names and the Rays had all the coaching. And, like, the type of team that plays, like, anesthetic. What is it called? Not anesthetic. Do you know what the word is, Jacob? Cohesive? No, it's, like, anesthetics. I think in cal- – Analytics? I mixed up analytics with ca- calisthenics somehow. Analytics. It's been a long two weeks. Um, Where they had, like, the best hitting team, but they didn't hit homers. They just stole bases, had great pitching, yeah, and got on like, base. they were, like, the money ball team. Yeah, they were a great team. And unfortunately, they lost to the best team. But yeah, I uh, it goes it all like ties in together. Of it's like if you got the money, do it. Go win a championship if you can, while you still can before they make the rules, I guess. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I might push back a little bit from what both of you are saying. Um, I think that if he doesn't win, this is gonna tarnish his legacy, um, just because. When you create a somewhat super team, you expect that super team to win. You expect them to do good. I mean, you look at you look at the Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't win this year, anybody associated with this Dodgers team, they're going to have a knock in their legacy because they were the most powerful. They were the pinnacle of a super team but didn't capitalize. You even look a couple years back. With the Warriors team, with when they went seventy-two and nine or seventy-three and eight or whatever it was, and they like lost was the regular season. They were their best regular season team in NBA history. But what they do, they lost in the finals. And I feel like Steph Curry, to a certain extent, and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and whoever else was on that team has a blemish on their resume because they had such a loaded team, yet they did not win. It, they didn't win the big one. But and so. I'm talking about LeBron James, and I know that you, you talked about Scotty. Uh, you talked about Michael Jordan, and I'll talk. I'll talk about in a second how I think that the Wizards, his time with the Wizards, which Connor said I don't. He, he says that it's not didn't tarnish his legacy, but to me, it did it a little bit. Legacy a little bit. I've he never heard a Michael Jordan fan talk about it. I don't, if I ever have a conversation with someone about who's the best between Michael Jordan and LeBron. Nobody brings up his time with the Wizards. No, I've never had a conversation where I go like, what about his time with the Wizards? They're always like, 
Michael was old. He didn't have teammates. He didn't have Scotty. And it's like at a certain point, legacies to me, we've talked so much about legacy. At this point, I just want to enjoy the ride. Now, yes, if LeBron loses every single game in a season, sure. But when we talk about games, yes, you can talk about the legacy of Steph Curry. No one thinks of him losing to the war, losing to the. I don't think of Steph Curry's like, oh, one of the greatest shooters of all time, prolific, you know, competitor. He lost best regular season game. He lost to Cleveland. Oh, he sucks. It's like, well, he should have won, I guess, but he went up against LeBron James. It's like dragging that team. And LeBron also had, you know, um, Kyrie Irving and James Love, and he built somewhat of his own little team. And, yes, that team was stacked, but you would argue that, like, oh, like the bench for the Warriors were garbage that year. It was the starting five, and everybody else was interchangeable. So I will say – sorry, my bad. I was going to say, I don't, I'd say the same thing about, like, we could talk about Kawhi, him not playing and stuff, but it's like, I think people, you always talk about it, Jacob, people have selective memory. Your favorite baseball player to not get in the Hall of Fame because he'd been on one game, you get mad at his, did that tarnish his, that one thing tarnished his legacy, but you would argue, well, I don't think so, and it's like, people have different opinions on things, and I think that, like, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm kind of tired of trying to argue this stuff. It's like, this basketball player is great. As long as he didn't do anything crazy, like, you know, beat a woman, then yeah, I think that like you can just enjoy them, t- their time in the league. Yeah. And yeah, it's a fun debate, but at yeah. a certain point, it's like as a fan, if someone asks me who's the greatest player of all time, I'm going to say LeBron James. If they go, I think Michael's better. Good for you. You have yeah. your opinion. I can argue it with you. So, so when does, and this isn't a LeBron James because I don't think he's at this point yet, but when does somebody hanging on too long? Like they're out of their prime, they're trying to be. They're, they're trying to go like Adam Vinatieri. They're trying to go into their 40s, late 40s, early 50s. Hey, we ain't dissing Adam Vinatieri, bro. Adam Vinatieri might still be on a comeback. But when does them hanging on too long tarnish their legacy? Because you look at Brett Favre. Like, Brett Favre, arguably one of the best gunslingers we've ever seen. But, like, he, everybody would tell you that he hung on too long. And so it, it is kind of selective memory, but I feel like to a certain extent, if we're looking at people's legacies, you got to look at the whole thing. And so that's why that last year, like even though the Broncos won against the Panthers, like Peyton Manning is still like that, that last year kind of tarnished his legacy because he played terrible. He literally went like five for nine with like 30 something yards and like three interceptions in the playoffs. Yep. But guess where, guess where Peyton Manning was just inducted. The Hall of Fame, but and nobody, no, he even jokes about. It. He goes like, "This is." He said he was talking. He was hosting like the football award show. He was just like, you know, being held by defense. And it's like, yeah, you can get, you can hold on for too long. But I think Brett Favre himself said, "You need to play until they rip the jersey off you," yeah. because I think at a certain point it's easy. Now, for example, the opposite's Luke Keekley. I respect the hell out of Luke Keekley for saying, "I can't play at a hundred percent. I'm going to retire." And that was a big blow for my team, and he's one of my favorite players. Loved, loved him. It was super important. One of my favorite games was against the Cowboys in Thanksgiving. That was like that kind of put the Panthers on the map for a lot of people. But at the same time, I think to myself, like, bro, we always talk about how LeBron's going to play till his son gets into the league. Yeah. What type of absolute monster do you have to be to play that long? Because a part of me is like, what's the a- average time you play in baseball, Jacob? What's the average time you're in the in the professionals? 
I'm not talking about AAA. How many okay. how many years? For for really good people. No, I'm talking about average. About, I'm talking about average baseline. Average. I mean, you could literally probably the average would probably be about six years, eight years, something like that. How long has uh, uh, Mookie Betts been playing, or or Albert Pujols been playing? Pujols been playing like twenty years. Twenty. But Mookie's been playing like eight. You know, like they're they're already past the league average. How many years do you play in football? I think the league average is like two or three years. I think it's three and a half. Yeah, like your average time. Luke Keekley played for like you know what was it? Not nine years. Was it seven? Eight, seven or eight? Seven or eight. So like yo, like I don't know though, dude. I'm just torn because just like you look at Drew Brees last year, and like I know Drew Brees is an all time great and whatever you want to call it, but like Drew Brees was out of his prime, and I think that Drew Brees did the right thing of stepping away from the game. Because if he did not, and he did another year, another two years, and he was just garbage, that would have taken away from his legacy. I, th- I but- think I think you play until you're a detriment to your team. Like, I think Phil and Drew and all the older dudes that retired knew it was their time because shoot, they look kept at, playing. Shoot, look at the Colts. There are two quarterbacks around, and they're about to call up Phillip Rivers again of like, we need you back. Well, I actually – I don't mean to take away from your point, but they did say he should be ready for game one. Yeah, like, I don't care if the Saints all of a sudden lost Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. You know they're calling Drew and going like, please, we need somebody. And I think that's one of the things of, like, LeBron retires at 40, right? Let's say he retires at 40. And let's say that Cleveland or the Lakers or whatever team his son's on, suffers a catastrophic. They need someone. And they go, like, you're the Lakers or you're Cleveland. Let's say his son gets drafted by Cleveland. And they go, please, for the love, we need we need a body. Please, we just need somebody. And you know what? That shows, I don't care if he plays terrible. It's the legacy in itself where the Colts have said, Philip Rivers is still better than whatever the hell we're going to get off the market. <laughs> Call this too. man up. Like, if I guarantee you, like, Maybe not Cam because the, the relationship with him and, and the Panthers slowly. But let's say Tom never left. Let's say Tom retires from Tampa Bay or from the Patriots. You know, they're retiring his number in the Patriots. But he retires with, you know, or any team gets hurt. And they're like, maybe not Tampa, maybe not the Patriots because of Bill. But maybe Bill's gone or something. And Tampa's like, we lost both our quarterbacks. Tom, please come retire for like six weeks. Please. He could play garbage, but it's the fact that a team said, you are worth this much to us that we're going to call you in case of an emergency. I think that means everything in a legacy, that the Saints have said, I don't care. You led this team, and you know what? We've seen time and time again that, like, I think, like, them doing bad, yeah, can tarnish your legacy, but nobody's going to diss Drew Brees for sucking in his last year. We would come up, we're like, bro, he's old. He should have retired. I think both are true. I think. You and Jacob are both correct. I think it's both of the same of like, yeah, it can tarnish your legacy, but at the same time, it helps your legacy. It's like, look, it's the fact that Drew's played for so long. One of the most accurate. I hate that man. That hates a strong one, but I watch that man light my team up every single year when we go in that stupid yeah. dome. That man would drop like 40 on us. And these we we lost. You know, Cam tried to get back in the playoffs. We lost against them to get into the into the, deep into the playoffs a few years after we went to the Super Bowl a year before. And it's like, bro, like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson has gone through sexual assault allegations. I don't care. People are still t- putting him in like top five quarterback in the league. And it's like, bro, my team is actively courting this man at this yeah. point. And it's like, is that going to ruin his legacy? Big Ben, don't want to bring it up. Has his has his run in. Kobe has his run in. Now, yes, I don't. I think that like 
those allegations are a little bit different. There's been enough evidence saying, like, well, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is going to question. Like, people are going to excuse crappy or shitty behavior. I'm sure there were other players or older players in the league that have done awful things and have, like, the Cowboy franchise, which had, like, (laughs) the, the three or four Super Bowls they won. Those Michael Irvin getting busted with cocaine and, like, assaulting people and, like, you know, like, no one's going to question that. Yeah. Bill's people are loved. I guarantee you, if Patrick, maybe not now, we are much more conscious, but Patrick Mahomes could have a damn near hit and run and, like, or manslaughter charge. And 15 years from now, no one's going to care. No yeah. one's going to be like, oh, well, you know, he had that on his record. Now, yes, I think that, like, we can hold that we hold our players to a much higher standards now. But Babe Ruth probably called somebody the N word. We're still going <laughs> to praise Babe Ruth, you know, and I think that's like. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like those things can happen. Well, you know, same thing with like um, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, people still consider him the greatest of all time. They're asking, should he get into the Hall of Fame on top of doing steroids? Yeah. And people have said, well, everybody was doing steroids. And it's like, well, I don't care if you tarnish your legacy or not. Mm-hmm. If you're great, you're great. And now, yes, like if you do something like murder, but even then I saw the joke of like, why did OJ Simpson get the vaccine before my grandma? Well, he didn't run. Your grandma didn't, didn't run, run 2,000 yards, yards, baby. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. I well, think I think like what the Bills quarterback who went to the Super Bowl four times in a row threw his like pregnant wife down some stairs and like that baby came out with like problems. Guess what? People in Buffalo still probably see <laughs> Kelly and praise him as like Jesus Christ. Yeah. You want to talk about tarnishing legacy. I think that you playing bad is much less ins- is much less insignificant than off the field stuff. But people do not about care that. about off the field stuff. Certain yeah. players. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even know where we left off. I don't. We're talking about OJ Simpson. I'm saying that we talk about we talk about legacy, and I think at a certain point that <laughs> yes, you can play if you suck. But I'm talking about like certain people with legacy do not care. Michael Jordan was stuck in this gambling issues, had these problems. We don't even know what happened, but people are still going to defend Michael Jordan as like, did that tarnish his legacy? No. Like, he's human. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're getting mad about these legacy issues, but at the same time, it's like, who cares? Like, if you play bad. And and Avery just dropped his phone. He's about to cut Jake off. I dropped Jacob. Like Jim Kelly dropped his daughter. All right. So speaking of Olympics, um, are going into Olympics. And we legacy. won gold. God bless. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the U.S. men's basketball team and their legacy. I want to want to talk real quick. I said that I called it. Want y'all to know? I went on air. I said when we lost that first expedition or when we lost that first group stage game. I said we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna take it. We're gonna bounce back better than ever. We did. I want you to know, and I fully I've come to the conclusion that. The Americans are still the high standard. They are still the standard for basketball. And I'm going to be honest with you, me and Connor got in a little bit of a discussion over it, number one in Chicago, but number two, um, the last podcast that we had, I think that the world hasn't caught up to the United States. And I know that you can talk about Luka, you can talk about the Greek Freak, you can talk about um, Jokic, you can talk about all Joel Embiid, but all of these are one player in a country. If we're talking about the world versus U.S., that's a different story. Maybe the world together versus the U.S. might pick it up. But we're talking about, you look at that team. You look at Jason Tatum. 
You look at Dame Lillard. You look at KD, who just set the record for most uh, Olympic points by by any basketball player. I mean, I think that we still run basketball, and I still don't think that it's even close. And I know that we talked about Slovenia just a little bit ago, how Luka pretty much willed that team to the to the fourth place game and tragically lost on a last second, second block from Nick Batum. But I still think that we're those dudes. We're still the kings of basketball. Um, and to me, I don't even think that it's close. I mean, yes, we had a couple scares with France. Yes, we had a couple scares with Australia. And like Connor talked about it last time, we're not nearly as good as defense as the other teams are. But if we're looking at sheer talent and sheer skill alone, I think that we blow any other country out of the water and by a large margin. Because, yes, like I said, yes, we got the Jokic, the Joel Embiid's, the Greek Freaks, the uh, Lucas of the world. But those are Lucas from Slovenia, Jokic is from Serbia, uh, Giannis is from Greece, uh, Joel Embiid's from, I can't, it's some African country, I can't remember. I think it's exactly Cameroon, it. right? Yeah, it, it might be Cameroon. But like that's one per country. Whereas our country as a whole, we produce NBA players, we produce athletes. I mean, you talk, that. there's a reason why all of the Olympic basketball players were NBA players. I mean, you look at Australia. Australia probably had the second most compared to the U.S., and they had, what, five NBA players, six maybe? I mean, France had, what, three? They had. I think uh, France had more. Oh, well, whatever it is, they still don't have nearly as much as the United States. Yeah. But I think I wanted to say that real quickly. Um, I know Connor might disagree with me a little bit, but um, I think that we still run stuff. We still run the table in basketball, and I still don't think that it's even close. I'm with you. I do think they didn't. The team USA didn't even have some of their best athletes. And don't even get me started about the women's team, who've had six straight gold medals. Bro, we haven't. We haven't lost. The women haven't lost in women's basketball since like 1996-1994 and I don't even know that I think that was like either one of the first or the first um, times that women's basketball was included in the Olympics and so bro U.S. we are the basketball stronghold of the world and all other countries good luck (laughs) he is from Cameroon okay thanks yeah, well, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I I completely agree. Also, the world ain't touching us because we finished the Olympics with the most medals, most gold, silvers, and bronze. Yeah, we yeah we came out last minute victory in the end. We had one more gold than China. Now I know that their media was saying that China. they they won because they counted Taiwan and Macau's medals and they beat them. But I was like, Taiwan's its own country. I stand. I stand on that. That's I will like stand and die counting, on that hill. That's like me counting Puerto Rico's gold. Yeah. That no one cares. Yeah, America just saying, hey, Canada, good job. Yeah, dude. We're taking yours. Um, I do think that the Olympics are great. I do think the reason why that, like, people are complaining it wasn't, like, wasn't the most watched is, like, because it's in an awkward time because, like, Japan is so much different than, like, Europe and America. Oh, they were, like, competing at night. Yeah, like, I think when we were flying back from Chicago, Jackson, another person, when I was, like, watching the updates live at, like, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night but i'm i'm happy that we won i mean i'm a big fan of the country and like 
when the Olympics happen, I always want to see America succeed in like sports. Mm-hmm. I still think football should be allowed. That you want to talk about stronghold? Bro, that wouldn't even be. I a, would think that that'd would... be. I want to see that it Olympics. Be, you literally, if you had a U.S. versus world team, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. In, in basketball, if it's a U.S. versus world, they the world might get us on. It's about a 50-50 shot whether the world gets us. I guarantee you, if you put U.S. versus world in football, we're winning it's by two hundred. We're yeah. gonna run. We're gonna twenty-one skunk them in the first quarter. First minute. Yeah, I I, I still think though that um, <laughs> you know, sports are good. Sports are good this Ooh. this 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 year. I think it's like. After COVID and, and all the scares, I think I read something like ninety one percent of the league has had at least one dose. That's good, you football? know, for football. I saw they were ninety percent was fully. I saw ninety one percent at least had one shot. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting maybe our sources a little confused, but um, that's good. I, I just want to see football happen. Um, I, I just want to see it succeed. I, I just want sports back normally. Yeah, I think what the NBA needs to do. Have a longer off season. They pushed. They've rushed it twice. Mm-hmm. Give the players a break. Don't hurt nobody. We always talked about that. Give them. I know they want that revenue. Give them um, like a, a month off. Give them, you know, maybe not a month, but like two or three weeks extra off to like mm-hmm. recuperate and chill. The Olympics had just happened, so you got those players coming back. I think football with the seventeen game season. I know there's a new taunting penalty. Dude, that, that, that's so. I think it's dumb. Bro, um, they're gonna like. Give because I think penalties for flexing after like a yeah, tackle. I think that an issue we talk about baseball is like if Pimping. you're yeah, like it's like yo, like kids love like when Cam Newton did the dab. If they penalize him every time he did the dab He'd back in done. 2015, like that became like a fin- like that was a big thing. You know, you have the Gronk, the spike, and it's like you know you have the um, they I'm make to, they make celebrations. AB legal. doing his celebrations, you know, and I, I wish that like. They let players celebrate touchdowns, but, like, breaking up a pass, like, if they're not slowing down the game, yeah, if you're flicking somebody off and, like... I think it's different if you, like, just be like, yeah, got like you. you. But, in, bro, like, like, if you push someone, it's like, what are you doing? That's tough. Yeah, like, I can see, like, you know... I, I still think that they should have, like, during the Super Bowl when, when the... Did the finger When they did the finger to him, like, bro, like, I guess, but, like... That was cool. Pete, that was, like, a meme. It's like, bro, like, let them express themselves. Tom Brady said that on the HBO... On that one, she was like, I want to speak how I want to speak. And I think that football players and maybe baseball, maybe not baseball, because God forbid you slow the game down even more. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, I think for football players, like, if you, now, yes, if you block a pass and it's nowhere even near you, like in Madden, they're flexing, and it's like, I was 80 feet away from you. Like, why are you just overthrown? Yeah, like, why are you flexing? Like, yeah, like maybe then, but like, if I swat a ball out of the air and I'm a football player, I'm psyched because, like, you're playing a game that you love. Bro, I don't want lifeless men out there standing. I think if you hit stick someone and you, like, are hype, and you're, like, stepping over their body, you already yeah, maybe know they're going to throw flags. Yeah, on maybe just that's a little hypeness. disrespectful, but if I'm flexing on somebody because I've locked them down all game, if I get a flag, I'll get a flag, yeah, bro. I'll pay but it. I'm just here so I get fined. Yeah, like because you want that stuff on Instagram, you want that stuff on Twitter, and like people make memes of it, and it, and it brings people into the sport, and kids emulate that of like, yeah. look, I'm great, I'm awesome. Like, yeah. if I watched a football game and nobody did anything and there's, they just played, I, I won't be like, what are we doing? I like, feel like there's gonna be a lot of confusion. There's no by emotion. These stupid refs who already get a lot of things wrong anyways between a taunt and being hype. Yeah, like, 
Brian Burns and like Jeremy Chin and like I love the Panthers. He'll do this freaking Spider Man pose yeah. and stuff. He getting taunting for that. But like, bro, like that's his thing. Like, let players have their own stuff. You know, and I think that's one of my issues of like let, yeah. them, let them express themselves. They call it the no fun league. Like you allow celebrations, and next year you take away something. Yeah, that like wasn't I think really this will be dumb. Just fine them. Don't give them penalties in game, bro. And ruin at their certain point, you want to fine them fifteen thousand. I'll flex on somebody all day. Take yeah. take fifteen grand from me if I'm making a yeah. hundred million. Jacob, what do you think about the new penalty thing? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I oh think no, that like I, I don't I don't think that it it. I'm with Avery that they call it the no fun league, the NFL for uh, for a reason. Um, I think that I think that the NFL is getting soft. Um, they're they're taking all the celebrations out of it. They're taking the taunting out of it, whatever it is. Um, and it's just one of those things where I hate it. Um, I don't, it's kind of like I, I honestly don't know why they would do it. Um, I honestly don't know why they're doing what they're doing. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I I don't know. I, I think that it. Hopefully, they don't enforce it that much. But if they do, it's gonna it's gonna suck. I think it's crazy. There's that- gonna be an, there's gonna be enough. But I I will put it on air today. Quote me. This will not last. This will last one year. Yeah. Because there's gonna be enough fan backlash. Someone's gonna get ejected off something dumb. You head helmet somebody. You target somebody. Yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I still think though that like there's some respectable rules. Like, if you hit the quarterback too hard and the lineman comes hits you, like that's like expect. You hit the pitcher or you hit the the catcher. People in baseball are gonna get pissed. You mess with the goalie in hockey, you're asking to get beaten the snot out of because mm-hmm. you just don't mess or with certain players. Blindside people, like, yeah, like, like Tom Wilson. Yeah, like in basketball, you nut check somebody, you might get in a fight. But I think that like, I hate these old guys that I'll talk to go like, I don't want. You know, they would talk about, you know, I'm not going to talk about the political side of things, but like, I don't want them celebrating. That was, I love, people love the Panthers because they were such an expressive team the year they ran. Like, mm-hmm. they were dabbing, they were doing they all were this stuff. Setting. They Me- were like, bro, like, look at us, bro, we're playing they had, well. Like, Migos, Jeezy, and yeah, people like, at all the games. These, it's one of those things where it's like they put my team on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, people I don't talk to were like, I love the Panthers. I'm like, well, I watched them since I was a kid, goddammit. But you, you, you are now watching it because they're trendsetters. Like, Juju has all these people following him. Now, yes, you TikTok dance on the logo. You're asking to get disrespected yeah. in the game. But at the same time, like, if Derrick Henry ran for 99 yards and made an entire team miss and does a dance in the end zone or, like, flexes, and you taunt and you penalize him, bro, they don't look human anymore. Like, if basketball players made a three or a, and then just— Or, like, a poster. Yeah, like, and they posterize somebody and they don't step over them, I'm like, bro— or like, stare him down. Yeah, like, this is like, yes, this is the competition I'm trying. These are the most competitive men on earth. But if Dame Lillard hit a game-winning three and then just walked to the bench, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like, where's the enthusiasm? Yeah. Now, I don't need a Tim Duncan. To be honest with you, I think that to a certain extent, the NBA does the no-taunting thing, too. Like, I know that we talk about it just because it, it's the most recent news, but, I mean, you look at Jason Tatum getting attacked because he literally bounced the ball to the ref. Like, they're – the no taunting thing isn't just an NFL thing. It's no, literally a, the NBA has gone like, real soft. Thing. And I don't, I don't like it, but that's just how it is. I think the NBA has gone way soft. I don't think the NBA has gone soft. I think that the issue I have with the NBA is the fact that one people like scoring, 
and people like fast pace. That yeah. is the biggest complaint I hear about baseball. It is too slow. Basketball, they love the offense. They love the people love big scores. Now, yes, God help me if I get sent back in time to the first year of football and had to watch the Bears get like 16 points the entire season. Mm-hmm. I would want to die. Oh, I watched another 0-0 game. The defense was great. It's like, that's awesome. We talked about one of the worst Super Bowls of all time was when the Rams and the, and Patriots. the Patriots played. And the Rams punted nine times. Now, yes, you can say the defense was elite. And I go, it absolutely was. But, but one, of the greatest, sucks. one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever witnessed was when the Patriots came back and scored all those points in two quarters. It was miraculous. You're talking about, like, the high-powered offenses. Now, even then, I'm going to argue that the Super Bowl that I watched with the Panthers versus the Denver Broncos wasn't that great. That was a, a lot of defensive battle, battle, and it's like, yo, like, watch strip sack fumble still gives me PTSD. But – People like that. And I think the NBA is trying to speed up the game and, like, don't have these techs just play and score as points. And I don't think it's soft. I just think it's expressiveness. True. Like, if I told every teacher, you need to stand there and talk in a monotone voice for 90 minutes, people are going to say education sucks. Like, any job. If I come into, like, a restaurant and my waiter's like, hi, what do you want? Bye. It's like, wow, that person's isn't human yeah anything i watch anything i experience like we always talk about bad acting they don't look human it's like i think one thing i really wish the world was let people be more human now yes like to a certain extent like in baseball speed the game up would be awesome like keep things faster but i love people expressing themselves and i think that's a problem that leagues don't want is because they think of it as like we can't get it out of hand too much like when um, who was it that mooned the crowd? The one Randy thing, Moss? like bro, that was epic. That was amazing. Like that was like, yeah. Look at this man go, and he's like, oh, that's disgusting. And it's like, ah, I guess you're being disrespectful. It, but it, I'll say, like what I was telling people, and I'm not even a Panthers fan. If you don't like it, stop it. If you yeah, don't like, like celebration, I think that's taunting, what Cam said. They were. Yeah. He was just like, if you don't want me dabbing, don't let me into the end zone. And I'm like, God bless him. Yeah. So like you know. Same thing with, you know, I don't want to bring up the juju thing. but No, like, I mean, it's fair. Same thing with, like, you don't want them dancing yeah. on the... Same thing with uh, what the Ravens did against the Tennessee Titans. They were yeah. like, they're soft, whatever. Boom. Yeah. They did it. The Browns against the Steelers. Were the Browns or the Browns? Boom. We won. Shut them up. Now, yes, you sent me the thing. The Steelers haven't had a losing season since 2003, except y'all haven't won the big one since when? 2009. Yeah, so, you know, we you're great. You just need to get over that hump. Browns still haven't won anything. That's so. No, I'm saying that it's like total. But no. we're going to talk about the four we most. Over the hump we're going to talk times. about. Yeah, we need to talk about the four most iconic teams in the league. We'll talk about that. And that's probably the last thing because we're probably. Well, actually, we need to talk about Messi. Messi going to Paris is going to be interesting because yeah. you want to talk about legacies. Probably the greatest. I mean, GOAT. I yeah. think one of the highest paid players of all time. And I think that, like, in America, yeah, the, the, the soccer bias is real. Th- or <laughs> Americana football. Um, he, um... It's going to be interesting. Barca He's, did him dirty. I don't know. I don't know the whole oh. story, but... Well, Jacob, do you know the story? Jacob doesn't watch soccer. Okay, so I watch a little bit, but I know... I check out, I check out the playoffs yeah. in soccer. Yeah, so basically... Um, He's like a long tenured vet with Barca. They weren't that good last year. I call him Barca, like everyone else does. Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona I think yeah. he, that's the only team he's ever been. With. Yeah. Well, like in the in the top yeah. league. Um. He he lost all his teammates in like the last five years. He lost Neymar, 
He lost um forget the other dude's names. They're all But they're all phenomenal soccer players. Yeah. And he wanted to stay because he was loyal to the team. And they Props. just didn't even want to do contract negotiations. I think he was going to take even yeah, a pay cut. Didn't he want to do like uh You're too low. We got to speak up, Jacob. Yeah. Huh? We can't hear you. You're you're speaking soft. Can you hear me now? Yeah. You're, you need to be – no, you'll be all right. I, I'm literally I'm literally this close. Hold on. Yeah, you, no, you sound good that right That sounds there. good now. Um. So, yeah, I heard that pretty much he said that he would get like – he would take a 50% pay cut and then they still wouldn't. Yeah, they didn't even want him. Yeah, they didn't even want him. And dude like had a presser and was like heartbroken because his family was yeah. looking to stay and stuff. But – then he went to uh, join PSG, and I believe they're in Paris Saint-Germain. I believe they're the uh, Champions League. He's joining a 22-year-old Mbappe. He's, like, stud. He's yeah, he gonna... won, I think, the World Cup for France. Like, like, he was, like, 18. Yeah, he was, like, dude, people. No, he, he's legit. Like, Mbappe, Yeah, Neymar, the dude's awesome. And, like, Messi, are there yeah, and he's joining three? Neymar, and they're going to be the three strikers. Yeah. That is going to be – we want to talk about – like I said, you want to talk about legacy – that man's gonna go. To, he's gonna pull Tom Brady, yeah. veteran leave win. Dude, I saw he had like six hundred ninety-seven goals with Barcelona in his career. I think he had more goals than everyone else combined in Barcelona. Some some absurd. I don't know about combined. I know Neymar so, had like four hundred. So, so let me ask you this. So since we're talking about Messi, like this kind of brings back like Tom. You mentioned it. Tom Brady going to the Bucks. I mean, it could also be paralleled with LeBron James going to the Heat, KD signing with the Golden State Warriors. No. Like, is this, in your in your opinion, is this the most iconic, most shocking, whatever adjective you want to word, is this the most iconic or shocking departure that you remember in sports there's, history? There's only two I can think of, and the only two I think would probably be this and probably Tom Brady. No one else comes close for the opinion of, they were not there long enough. Yeah. Yes, maybe LeBron leaving Cleveland, but if LeBron stayed in Cleveland for like 20 years and then moved on, yes, he would be in that category. But we knew LeBron was leaving. There was those After he played with Team USA, there was all these rumors like he's changing teams, he's going with D-Wade, that was the rumor. But I think for me, like those are the only two that I can think of in my history. Yeah. I don't know of any of the other big players moving to a different team and then lighting it up maybe your boy from san francisco um who won all the super bowls uh joe montana didn't joe montana go to the chiefs Chiefs? like maybe that's something like that but for the amount of years they spent because he it like since my since my, my my one of my aunts is from england she's a big soccer fan um and it's the very little soccer that i know he was barcelona like that man was that man is barcelona yeah. And then for him, moving is a big deal. Like, Tom Brady, my entire life, was the Patriots. Then he moved. KD, yeah, was on OKC. Then he moved to Golden State. Then he went to the Nets. Yeah. You know, anybody, I don't think, I, the only person I can think of, not like, even Shaq. Shaq went from the Magic Shaq to the Lakers to everybody. So maybe KG leaving the Timberwolves, going to Boston might be a big, like, oh, looking to move. But I, so, he didn't so spend enough me, time. So I'm going to tell, tell you five I'm going to tell you the five ones. Maybe baseball. I don't know baseball enough. And I want you to rank them in terms of shockingness. All right? So, first one, we just talked about it. Messi leaving Barcelona, going to PSG. All right? Number two, 
you got LeBron leaving the Cavs, going to the Heat. Number three, you got KD leaving OKC and going to the Warriors. Number four, you got Peyton Manning leaving or getting released by the Colts yeah, and going to the Broncos. Number. And then number five, you got Tom Brady going from the Patriots, his almighty Patriots, to uh, the Buccaneers. Peyton, so, Peyton Manning is a good one. I, I want to hear yours first. So give me five to one. Where would you rank in terms of sh- pure shock value? Five being the most? No, five being five, the least. Five being the lowest. Like, ah, it was shocking, it's, but it wasn't K- is the least. He didn't spend enough time with any team. LeBron, number four. Peyton Manning, number three. Tom Brady, number two. Messi, uh, number one. Peyton Manning was a good one. I, I forgot about Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's that's definitely on the list of like, wow, that happened. Okay, Avery, what you got? Um, I was gonna say KD last. Um, LeBron going leaving Cleveland for yeah. I put Peyton three, and then uh, Tom Brady second and Messi first. Was that yeah. the exact same as that yours? was mine? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just, mess for me, like we we knew. The severity of each one, pretty much, like we knew KD was leaving. He didn't feel he felt disrespected. We knew LeBron was leaving. We had rumors that that the Peyton Manning and the Colts were having some issues. We knew Tom Brady was having issues with Bill Belichick last year. We learned about Messi leaving Barcelona the day Messi pretty much announced he was leaving. It wasn't like a we heard rumors. Now maybe that's not me in tune with soccer, but it was like boom shock factor, like the goat of of. The largest sport on earth, yeah, by a um, hundred miles, said the day of I'm leaving. Now that might be me being ignorant to not seeing like the because I read the headline and I was like, damn, that's crazy, that's huge. Like, and also I think the problem I have is it depends on how many teams you're with. LeBron moving from from Cleveland was big, I think bigger than KD because KD back. left. Yeah, and he came back, but. I think Peyton was a good one. Peyton Manning was was definitely yeah. – I forgot about that and him moving to Denver and, and doing his I, stuff. I would say a sleeper one would be probably Brett Favre leaving the pa- uh, Packers. Yeah, after like but, 18 years or whatever. Now, yeah. if, Green, if Aaron Rodgers left this year, I would put them in like, wow. But at the same time, I think the big wow factor is if you don't know about it. Yeah. Like we knew like if Green Bay left, he'd probably be like maybe in front of Peyton Manning, maybe behind. But like we knew there was beef. We knew yeah. there was issues. So We knew it was coming. So Jacob, what what's uh what's your five? It's gonna be the opposite of so, us. <laughs> so for me, number five would be Peyton Manning. Um, I think that Peyton Manning, number one, he was released um, by the Colts because of his neck surgery, which happened. Um, and so the Colts had the number one pick. They thought that that their answer was Andrew Luck, and for a while it was. Um, but Peyton Manning got released, and so he was gonna sign somewhere. We just didn't know where. Um. Number four, um, I'm going to kind of switch it up from y'all's a little bit. Number four, I'm going with uh, I'm going with KD. Um, I, no, actually, I'm, I take that back. I'm going, going bigger, going home. Um, I'm actually going with Messi. Absolutely um, not. Why I'm going with Messi four what? is just... Jacob's doing drugs in Alabama, confirmed. Contract uh, talks. I didn't know that he was for sure going to leave, but I knew that something was going to happen. Um, 
I honestly was not shocked when I heard that he was leaving um, PSG. I didn't expect, but I wasn't shocked when he was he like left just because I was kind of like, ah, yeah, there there was tensions in the brewing. Like if Aaron Rodgers left, it wouldn't be that big of a shock because there would be so much. Like we we've seen the drama play out. Um, for number three, I'm co- probably going with uh, LeBron James. Um, for some reason, I'm putting KD higher on this list just because KD actually legitimately shocked me. I didn't think – I wasn't shocked by him leaving. I sh- was shocked by him going to Golden State where he had just literally – he had lost a 3-1 lead to them in the uh, conference championship. Um, and so you, you don't see a man who got beat join the team that he got beat by. Um, and so KD's number two, um, LeBron James – the reason why he's so high on this list is because he had a whole special about him. Um, it's kind of like what, I mean, it, it, to me, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of people were kind of, it was this spectacle of like, is he going to leave? Is he going to go? But well, LeBron being from Akron, Ohio, you expected him to stay with Cleveland. Um, and now Cleveland did a bad job of keeping him because they really didn't bring anybody around him. Um, but I, they had that whole spectacle, and I thought he was going to stay, actually, um, in the decision. Shout-outs to the decision. Um, so, KD, two, and number one is the football goat, the goat of goats. Uh, that is Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, going to the Buccaneers. I mean, when you talk about the Patriot way, you think of Bill Belichick, but you also think of Tom Brady. Um, and this, what becomes synonymous, What what is, like, Patriot – legacy and championships has been Tom Brady. Um, and it all starts and stops with him. And so you would think that Tom Brady would be a, a forever Patriot. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, he will, like the Patriots will welcome him with open arms. Um, but that to me was kind of the most shocking out of all. I mean, yes, there, there was talks of him going somewhere, but like I said, I didn't actually expect him to leave because he's been, a, he's been a Patriot since 1999. So we're talking about 22 years now. What would you say? You good, Jacob? You stopped. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. Uh, Um, I thought you were going to go on more. So So, we got one more thing. So the last thing we're talking about is give me your four iconic teams of the NFL. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to preference this with if you think of the four teams you think of when you think of the NFL's history. Not now, history of the NFL. And I think you can give me your four today. So give me the, like if you're an historian and you go, these are the teams that helped build the NFL into what it is, and the four teams you see going forward into the future building it even more. Does that make sense? Like both? Yeah. So you're going to give me four. I don't know if I can answer it as both. Well, I give me your, give just, me your four. Give me the Steelers. Well, yeah, I was just okay. That's that. what I'm saying. I know the Steelers will be there for My you. My four. You have to put the Steelers, not just because they're Super Bowls, but because of the Rooney family, the influence of that family, and what they've done for the NFL with the Rooney Rule, where you have to hire or interview a minority coach first before you are allowed to. They still don't really like doing that either, which they sucks. don't. But Dan Rooney brought in that for minorities, and then the longevity of coaching play style, winning culture. I just I am biased, but I No, feel I like, would absolutely put the Steelers I feel like on you the can't list. Leave the Steelers off. 
Um, I put the Steelers on the I'm list. I'm going to go the Packers because they were one of the first teams ever. They call them title town, even though their championships were before the NFL. But they still helped start that and popularize football, and I believe they won the first Super Bowl. Yeah, against so, the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, which yeah. is 50 years later, the Chiefs won, and that was like yeah. a big deal for them. Um, I got to go to Cowboys for the same reason as the Steelers, the influence they've put. They yeah, they're America's, America's team, team, even though – I don't know. They, yeah. they won like three years in a row and became and America's team. The question that we actually got this topic from had Oakland Raiders. And I can I can see why they would because of their long history. But I just – I can't. Part of me wants to say the Bears because they were there with the Packers. But I'm – But, no, I was thinking of because of their history. But I am going 49ers for the same reason as I put the Steelers and the Cowboys. Their history was later. No, I was going to say their history and their success came later, but same reason. The teams they built in the 80s and their longevity of winning. So we got to put we got to put the Houston Texans on there <laughs> along with the Jacksonville Jacknot and the Panthers. Uh, so Jacob, you go next. Patriots had two dynasties. When you're talking about the 2000s and 2010s, there is no team better than the Patriots. I mean, the, like, you go from Tom Brady winning his first one in, like, 2000, 2001, or whatever it was, to his him winning winning the last one in, like, 2018. So um, I, I got to go with the Patriots for honorable mention. Um, honorable mention, I'm putting the Packers because I was kind of torn between them. The Raiders, I think, isn't a bad one just because, like the Steelers, they kind of dominated in the 70s. Um, but when you're looking at Steelers' success versus Raiders' success, the Steelers definitely went out. The Steelers stole all the Raiders' success. <laughs> they beat them in the playoffs every time, the immaculate reception and stuff. You're like one catch away from the Raiders being in the Pantheon. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think, I think if I had to choose for, like, history – you got to put the Packers for being very old. I'd put the Browns because they had four championships in a yeah. row. You had um, their running back. Jim Brown. Jim Brown was huge. I'd have to put the Bears 
because like Bear Down, like they're one Bear of the most Down. iconic. Like they've been around for I think since the inaugural year, and I and I say like if you're choosing the older teams, which you know before the eras, you could probably say the Steelers. They've been around forever. But if I had to go like since the Super Bowl era, because those teams were around like the 1920s, yeah. like these teams were building the NFL brick by brick back then before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl existed. But if I had to choose the Super Bowl era, I'd have to put the Steelers, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and I would probably lean towards maybe the Patriots there, but. I can see the Raiders being a team, but I think that's what I like about the NFL is the fact that, like... It's always changing. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal because now we're talking about the Chiefs being the big team. and So, sorry. So, it'll be interesting to see. Of what you're saying, I was going to say this. The reason why these four teams are in a pantheon, though, is because no matter how much the NFL is changing, they're still they're relevant. Four. And I think that we are going to see... I am interesting to see because... The three or four teams we've talked about in this pantheon are questionable now. Like yeah. the Steelers with Big Ben leaving, what's going to happen to the Steelers? We're talking about like Green Bay once Aaron Rodgers leaves, what's going to happen? The Patriots, what's going to happen with Mac Jones? The now 49ers. the Forty ers are if they get hurt again, they get or hurt again. Quarterback problem. I still think the Forty ers are still relevant. They got Trey Lance, but you know we're we're you know we're wondering. Yeah. But now we have this new era of like, well, we have the Chiefs. What is Miami going to do? We have the Bills back. And, heck, the Bills at one point went to four straight, but, you know, they lost all four. But um, I still think, though, that, like, it's hard to say there's four iconic teams because, like, if you – it depends on how you consider them. Like, do you consider their, like, success or, like, how long they've been around? Yeah. You know, like, God, like, the Bears have been around since year one pretty much. And, like, along with the the Browns. Yeah. I know the Browns lost their team to the Ravens, but – they came back and they weren't very successful, so yeah. it is questionable. Well, we we'll we'll have to see. You know, we're gonna be living a long time, and we'll get to we if we're still. Hey, doing I'm this hoping show, that giant meteorite twenty thirty baby. <laughs> well, we'll uh, when we're older and still doing the show, we can have this topic again. But uh, yeah, the, the, the name of the podcast is gonna not be I can't deal with this podcast. It's gonna be I can't still I can't believe that we're still doing this podcast. Yeah. Well, Jacob, thanks for calling in, man. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Yeah, sweet home Alabama, we'll boy. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, we will be back ready than ever, better than ever. We will be back in person. So we greatly appreciate you guys listening. Avery, wrap it up for us. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night and week. See you next week. Bye-bye.